We got the Jews and the Muslims, the Isms, the Wasms, and 10,000 flavors of Christian. God save us all from religion. Today's podcast is going to be on divine order. What is the order of your life? You know, the Bible says our steps are ordered of God. Are you in the steps that God has given you for your life? Tune in for today's podcast. Welcome to From Sin to Zen. We realize this podcast may not be for everyone. However, we believe there are no accidents and we were meant to connect today. Let's consider a serious question. If the restrictions caused by the laws of religious dogma would have been able to bring the whole world together, why are so many leaving organized religion in search of a new spirituality? From Sin to Zen offers you an opportunity to contemplate what is true, which you will decide for yourself during our journey to spiritual self-empowerment. If you are in the process of re-examining old beliefs that no longer serve you and realize there has to be a more excellent way, then this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we take another look at some of the most important tenets of fundamental Judeo-Christian dogma that may be holding you back from fully expressing all you were created to be. This will take us from fear-based dogmas to a love-based experience, or from sin to zen. Your spiritual guide for sin to zen, David Hulse. Throughout his years of spiritual searching, David has challenged many traditional doctrines, theologies, and dogmas. He has inspired numerous individuals toward a journey of self-discovery by sharing his own experiences. As David has traveled through various beliefs about God, he now sees himself as a bridge between the old and the new. His stirring presentations of intuitive wisdom will inspire and challenge you to move from believing in God to the experiential realm of knowing God and manifesting the spiritual aspects of love, peace, and joy in your life. It is my pleasure to introduce David Hulse for an enlightened journey from sin to zen. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. This is your host, David Hulse, and welcome to From Sin to Zen. If you're new to the podcast today, we arrived at that name in a way in which to connect with those who have put their feet upon the path of moving from old orthodox religious dogmas and doctrines that is no longer serving one toward the enlightenment of spirituality. You know, spirituality is not a goal that we try to attain because we are spirit. But because we are spirit, many times we do not live a spiritual life. And what that means is living by divine principles and laws of spirituality. 
So welcome to today's podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about what is order, what is divine order, what is God's order for your life? Many of us, including myself, which I've spent many decades trying to really seek the great questions and mysteries of life and spatially tried to find it through the lens of religion as to one who is God, who created me, who am I as a created person, what is my purpose as a created person, all the questions that are uh, very innate within all of us. What is the afterlife? What is the present life? That's a big one. Why am I here? What is my life? How can I live it in a way to align myself with higher purpose and fulfillment? So let's just begin today and see how spirit would have us uh, put together this information that has been given to me today for this podcast. So no better place than to begin in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. I've talked about this in past uh, podcasts, which are always available online, uh, that even the Bible starts out in the beginning. And we've learned that by looking back into the original language, the Hebrew language, that this word tells us that one is a plural word and would be better translated a beginning. See, when you put the the in front of it, you think that's the beginning of everything. But actually, there are many beginnings, even in your life. There's a, you, you live somewhere, then you move somewhere, or you get a new job. It's a new beginning, a new place. Constantly, we are always in beginnings. So this is a beginning in which we have recorded the idea that we call creation and also formation. So in the beginning, when God the Creator extended himself into creation, and I really like that, that creation is synonymous with extension, whereas we have to look at what was extended as creation, how it was remade into something other than was created. That's why you have two recording, different recordings in the first and second chapters of Genesis. The first chapter is God creates man in his likeness and image, by the way, and creates him, him male and female, uh, created he them. So then we have the second chapter, and we have a little different story. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the Adama, or the earth. So we have creation, we have formation. You Bible people out there, have you ever noticed that? or been taught that in your Bible school classes or your theology schools. If it has, you're way ahead of the game because that's where it begins. So God extends himself means that that which God created is itself. It's not separate. For as if we go by the formed out of the dust of the earth, we find something separate. But extension then is another word for creation. So as, as the creator extended uh, itself into creation by virtue of its own nature, an order or hierarchy of life established so that the universe would interact in love and harmony. We call that relationship. God wanted a relationship. But there was nothing for God to have a relationship with because the only thing that existed is what we're calling God. Now remember, we're calling something God. It's not necessarily that something is God, but we call it 
God. And the reason that we call it God is because it's a beginning, a beginning in consciousness of calling something that is infinite with no beginning and no end, no particular location, but is everywhere, omnipresent. I mean, how do you begin to talk about it? By giving it some kind of a name. So many has chosen God, Creator, Mother, Father, Prime uh, Force, many different names that's uh, been given to it as a belief in a way in which we, that we can begin a belief system about it. But remember, the belief system is not it, it's about it. So um, there was a, a need for interaction with love and harmony. And just common sense tells you if there was nothing that existed before what became creator, then it had to create out of itself. That's all existed. There wasn't anything separate. But you see, if you start creation with the second chapter and start with the dust of the earth, you have something other, other. And therefore, we want to come back to understand that all things are the extension of God, therefore is uh, God. I want to give you two words today that's kind of interesting to me. Either you are a pantheist or you're a panentheist. Hmm, big words, huh? Let's look at pantheist. Or pantheism is a belief that God is in everything. And that's a wonderful place to be. That is definitely a step in the right direction when you stop separating God from this and that. You have an opposite of God. You got the devil and you got God. You got sin and you got righteousness. You got dark and you got light and you got all these things that are not each other. Then you have fallen into the system of ego and the belief system of really what religion has endorsed in most of our uh, learning uh, about uh, spiritual things from a religious point of view. So it's good if you're able to be at a place and at a level of spirituality in which you can see that God is in everything, that there's a purpose for everything. Even in the things that are not so good, there's always a lesson to learn. There's always a way to drive us uh, into a higher state of understanding and consciousness. But the better one is panentheism. When you put that E in, it's God is everything. So you move from God is in everything to God is everything. And that happened to me uh, several, well, actually a couple of decades ago, I guess, or so, is when I was trying to fit into the paradigm of body, mind, and spirit, uh, which was a wonderful tool and still remains a wonderful what I call third dimensional tool of how we understand things in threes as a third dimensional human. We understand things, uh, height, width, breadth. We, most of the Bibles in threes, the Lord Jesus Christ, 30 fold, 60 fold, 100 fold. Uh, I could go on and on and on, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Most things are in threes because we're a 3D people. But as we're moving out of 3D into a more integrated state of a 5D, I call it, dimension, we begin to see those lines and, uh, that we've drawn uh, begin to be more blurred as we begin to see them melt together into one thing. And that to me was everything is energy. Once I understood that everything was energy, uh, now up until that, I thought everything had energy. My body has energy. 
this has energy. People felt the energy, but I never heard everything was energy. When I heard that, that was a paradigm shift completely. So we can say energy is a religious word for spirit. So we can say that either some things have spirit in it, others don't. That's the old paradigm of opposites. Or we can say finally, no, every spirit is in everything. It's pantheism. But now we're coming to a whole new level of panentheism that everything is God made manifest. Even your human experience is God manifesting itself. Something happened in the minds of that which had been created, however, and we begin to think, whoa, I could stop right there. That's where it all started. When we started thinking, we started thinking. But you can understand creation was God thinking. God was thinking bringing forth an idea of itself. Therefore, we actually originally live in the mind of that which created us. We call it divine mind, spiritual mind, Christ consciousness, many different things. But we don't believe that we're in that mind because we have substituted and usurped it with our own mind and our own thinking. So thinking can be used in a wonderful way and thinking can be used in a not so wonderful way. It's how we use it. Where does it come from? Is it coming from your human downloads, let's call them, all the things that you've learned from society, culture, religion, that you have uh, brought into your memory bank? Or are you absolutely, through meditation, getting quiet and still, beginning to re thought, receive thoughts you never had before? That's when spirit gets through as a thought rather than the human mind thinking about the spirit. Spirit, therefore, extends itself. Just as we were extended in creation, so we must also extend. So, what happened? When we started thinking differently from the way we were created as a thought, then we begin to be hewed down. Wow. To think of ourselves as something other than the exquisite divine being we were created to be, we became weakened in a hewed down person. Experience called a human. Losing the memory of our religion identity uh, through the entire planet into disorder and disharmony. So you see, if the planet has been thrown off into disharmony and disorder by thinking, then it's thinking that will reorder it and bring it back into alignment with divine creation and purpose. So it's not that thought itself is bad or good, it's what's using it, what is coming through it, your spirit or your human thinking. Everything we have experienced is designed to restore us to proper order. This is why I believe that, and I'll use myself, so I've got a lot, most of my life, most of my life has been as a seeker searching for answers, truth, anything that would give me that contentment, that peace that passes understanding, that joy that is innate and exceedingly above emotion. I wanted to feel the oneness with my creator and my God at that time of my beginning a journey at a young age of only 17 years old, I set my foot on the path that shines brighter and brighter into a full and perfect day. To only find that I'd entered a path that seemed right, and the end of it was constantly death 
Death to what? Death to my experience of atonement and one Death to I thought this is it, but it wasn't it. I thought this revelation was it. This new doctrine was it. This new church was it. This new denomination was the one I was looking for. But it was always death, 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 death to that experience that I was seeking. The time that that light would break through so bright that it would knock me down and raise me up a new creation in Christ. Wow. That's what happened to Paul, isn't it? Or Saul, I should say. Old Saul, who was uh, kind of a mean guy, didn't like himself, loathed himself, actually, and had all kinds of what we call psychological demons going on in him, uh, hated himself, and therefore, because he was under the uh, law, he thought the law condemned him, that he was no good, that he could never be good enough to please God, but had a breakthrough of a great light shining upon him that knocked him literally off his horse onto the ground and raised him up, not Saul, but Paul. Whoa, got a new name, got a new nature, was a new person, was overwhelmed by the light of grace that said God loved you just as you are. You are received. Wow. From that, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and most of that from his own prison. So even though he was put in prison, literally, he was set free inside. He was no longer imprisoned in his own humanity. He was no longer hewed down but the hue had been taken out of him. So everything we're doing, such as this podcast, is designed to restore us to proper order. When divine order is reestablished within us, we will automatically honor life as a part of our true nature. So let's look at the intended order, starting with the anthropo or anthropos, which is the Greek term for human or human-like. Do you get that? It's human-like. Here's a prefix that means human being. Anthropomorphic word that means regarding humans as the universe's most centered entity. The divine order of hierarchy was to begin with mankind, the God-self, the person we were created to be. That's what was supposed to be the center of everything would be God as man. Well, God has ended up being out of man or in man, but you don't hear much about God as man. Mankind was to be the top of the order because mankind was given partnership over the earth. You know, I teach often about the different dimensions of things or the different densities of things. Uh, And one of the things that I talk about is how that Genesis is very clear that God in this story of Genesis gave us uh, power, actually equal power. He gave us power over the earth. He gave us power over the animals to name them. He gave us power over calling forth the seeds that were planted into the earth to bring forth of itself. He gave us power to multiply ourselves. See, God doesn't multiply you. God gave you the ability to multiply So quit blaming God for overpopulation (laughs) and look at ourselves. Maybe we've lost that order and that rhythm, so to speak. Anyway, it's worth kind of mentioning and looking at, isn't it? Um, So uh, 
so man was was made in the image and likeness of God or equal to that which God is. But then through man's thinking, man began to lower himself into a more dense level in which he became more identified at its physical level. Uh, unfortunately, in the church, we are not taught in most cases that we start as a spiritual being, but as a human being searching for spirit. And of course, guess who has it for us? Religion. The church. That is the one that says, I've got it for you. I've got salvation for you. I, I can do all this for you. Just give me your soul and your mind and I'll take care of it. And that's what people go to theology schools to learn how to give people what they think they don't have in themselves is given through the ministry. Well, I've been a minister for a lot of years, but I've turned my ministry toward empowering people to the inner teacher or the inner minister inside themselves, not myself. I am not their guru. I am their facilitator or guide to help them to find what we have lost. That is part of the res restoration that is going on. So recognize our true identity will function as the position of co-creative partnership. So again, in the world that you and I live in, we call it a three-dimensional world. Height, width, breadth. Three dimensions. We, man, was given the to be the keepers of this 3D world. But you got to remember our 3D world is on a planet called Gaia or Earth, which has been given free will. So the fact that we've not aligned ourselves by our own choice with our purpose for why we are here, but we have rethought that and made it less than what was created, we've kind of not done well with the stewardship that has been given to us on the Earth. The only good news about that is because we've done it to ourselves, we can change it for ourselves. Therefore, we, we become empowered. So let's look at the angelic order. The angelic order was created to serve with mankind by assisting us upon the planet. But when mankind would need assistance, they would call on spiritual beings in the angelic realm to help them. That's the way it was supposed to be. The angelic realm of spirituality was to assist mankind, not be over mankind, but to assist mankind. But however, when mankind became a more diluted version called the human, we lost our connection with our own angelic nature. Or to get your own angelic nature. Not all angels are other than you. You are, as, the, uh, as this quote goes, you are the angels you've been looking for. Every one of you has an angelic level. Now, when I say angel, you think of something with big white fluffy wings and all that kind of pictures that is made of these entity beings, which... Uh, Maybe so, but the real angel in you is your higher thinking. And that's what angel means in the Greek. It means messenger. So a higher messenger in yourself. Let me give an example. You're walking down the street. Uh, you feel uneasy. You start noticing somebody is following you. Uh, you, know, you start feeling like, okay, this is not good. Um, something could happen here. And all of a sudden you get this thought about cross the street here and go this way. In other words, you were guided differently than the path you were on 
which could have kept you from uh, some kind of horrible thing happening, a mugging or whatever, because you heard something in yourself that guided you. That's your guardian angel that guided you out of trouble. And we need to be in touch with that these days. Let me tell you, you better be in touch when you go to the when you're a grocery store or you go to Walmart, or you go somewhere like that where people's got guns and shooting and all kinds of things are going on. I don't know about you, but all my guardian angel part of me to kick in and say, okay, maybe I shouldn't go now. Maybe I shouldn't go today. Or maybe if I'm in the store, it's time to leave or I should go here or that. It could totally change your life and bring you into a new order of spiritual life. So I'm gonna read a couple of things to you <coughs> today out of the Bible. <coughs> that uh, can go along with this. This is in Hebrews uh, 2, and I'm going to start with 5, but I'm heading down to 8. For unto the angels hath he put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But certain in a certain place, testifying, saying, What is man? <clears throat> now this is important. What is man that thou art mindful of him? or the son of man that thou hast visited him? Well, this is interesting. What a great question. What is man? Now, this is also in uh, Psalms 8. The same question is asked, what is man? Also, it is asked in Mark, Luke, Matthew. Wow, three or four times in the Bible, the question, what is man? but it's not giving a specific answer of this or that. It just gives you the information so that you can come up with the answer that is within yourself. <clears throat> now, when I read what is man, it sounds different to me than who is man. If I say who you are, people will mostly go into an identity based on labels. Who I am, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm uh, this race or that race, I'm conservative or I'm liberal. We kind of talk about who we are, but they didn't say who you are, it's what you are. What means what essence, what substance, what is the, the very truth and reality of your being, your own authenticity? What is man? What a great uh, question. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Now, what this means, and I'm going to read it to you better out of my mirror Bible, which even gives it a little bit better. I'm going to start with, again, Hebrews 2 and 6. Somewhere in the scriptures it is written, what is it about human, the human species that God cannot get them out of his mind? Wow. What he does see in the Son of Man that so captivates his gaze. Mm. He has made mankind all but equal to himself. He crowned them with his own glory and dignity and appointed them in a position of authority over the works of his hands. See, I told you, 3D, mankind was given dominion over the works of his hands. It has been up to us. And what have we done? We kept praying for God to do it, for God to do it, for God to do it. And God was praying for, why don't you use what I've given you? Why don't you use what I've given you? And that's why in Psalms uh, 8, 
82, one of my favorite, it is supposedly recorded that God says, how long will you accept the persons of the wicked? Don't you know the world is off course? Why do you not know you are gods? Why do you lay down and die like the princes of this world while knowing you're the children of El Elyon, the most high God? There is, and that's something God is praying to us to use what he gave us at creation because we're not using it because we're spending our time trying to manipulate God to do what we ourselves are not doing and what we've not found in ourselves. Wow. God's intention was that the human life should rule the planet. He subjected everything without exception to his control. Yet looking at the human race, it does not seem that way at all. Isn't that the truth? But what is apparent in Yeshua, Jesus, let us then consider him in such a way that we may clearly perceive what God is saying to mankind in him. This is why I can't throw him away because he's God's message to me that I've lost in myself. Yes, I'm lost. There's a part of me lost. People don't like this idea that Jesus came to save which is lost. Well, you better be glad he did because there's a lot of you that's getting lost. Most of your memory of who you were as a created being in God. Jesus came to show us as an example, a sample. He didn't come here to start a religion. He came here to bring us order, divine order, spiritual order, to restore us back to the order. Now, this word human fascinates me. I remember in school, I loved art, and one of the things that I learned to do was to hew color. And I would take a bright red watercolor, it'd be bright red, and then I would learn to add water to that bright red and it become a paler shade. And the more mixture that I put in the color, the more I found these different paler shades until hardly there was any color to it all time because I had hued the color down into hues. Well, this is what happened to mankind. Through our thinking, we have hewed ourselves down into a much lesser expression of what we've been created to be. Now, this is why the power of the, of the message resurrection being raised again in religious terms is so important. What we didn't understand is what that meant. Now we do because we understand frequency, vibration, sound. We understand how to do resurrection. We thought it was in the graveyard after we die. <laughs> That's what I was taught, that I had to die and be buried in the ground, and then Jesus would raise me out of the ground, and I'd be resurrected and go to heaven and live on streets of gold and all that rig and roll. Uh, you know, <clears throat> even when I heard that as a child, I kind of questioned all that kind of thing. Like, I don't know what that means, but now I understand I can raise my vibration and frequency, uh, and, and this whole thing of of sound is is become so strong in the last uh, uh, 20 years, uh, 10 years especially, um, because it's telling us it's time to tune ourselves to a different level of frequency and be restored back to the frequency in which we were created in. So I call it the I am frequency. So when I'm back at the I am frequency, which is what God is, and then I can say I am that I am, that I'm equal to that frequency. I am that I am. God's intention was human life should be rule the planet, and he subjected everything. But what is apparent, uh, Jesus showed us what it was like to be without the hue. Nowhere is he referred to 
as a human being ever. So it says in uh, the scripture, they ask him <clears throat> in a very familiar scripture for a lot of Bible people, and it's kind of when he was summoned out of the boat to say to the storm, peace be still. They were just overwhelmed at this man who had been asleep in the boat uh, and that tried everything. I don't know about you, but maybe you've tried everything. I've tried everything. You wouldn't believe the list of things I could sit here and tell you that I've tried uh, to find my at one with, with the divine, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, none of it's worked for me uh, until I realized that what I was looking for out there in the sky was in me waiting for me. And once I had recognized it and called it out of the bowels of my ship of the subconscious into my conscious mind, I begin to find a certain access to a level of peace that I do have access to. Unfortunately, I don't live in that land, but I do visit it. That's why it says he visited. But I'm tired of visiting. I'm ready to move in, aren't you? I'm ready to find my residency in peace that passes understanding. So that's what I'm working on right now. And maybe we can do that uh, together and do that. So they said at, after that, what manner of man is this? Oh my God, I love that. What man, What kind of a man is this? Now remember, these were human looking at a man with no hue. Therefore, he seemed different from them. Ah, because he had no hue in him. He was the vibration of all that God was made manifest in the human experience. People, that's what Jesus is trying to teach you. Forget about all this dogma and doctrine, all this original sin and how bad you are and how God will forgive you. And, and oh my God, doesn't he make sense to me that that'd be the nature of God uh, or he's gonna send you into hell and punishment and all of that. I mean, how could you even believe that today with all the information and knowledge that there is to study? Please study for yourself. Don't let others, including me, to make those decisions for you. I'm here to only assist you to give you something that I hope will activate in you something that you can continue on with. So we're going to be stop there for this time, but we're going to continue it next time with what is man that God is so mindful of him? What manner of a man is this? Let's continue to take more and more of the hue out so that we can raise ourselves to the vibration that all that God has created us to be. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We'd love to hear from you. There is information at the end of this uh, podcast if you'd like to get in touch with us. Until next time. From Sin to Zen is sponsored by Soma Energetics Vibrational Tools and Training. Raise your vibration at www.somaenergetics.com. And Heartlight Spiritual Center, a spirit-led, heart-centered, Christ-conscious, loving community. Raise your consciousness at www.heartlightcharlotte.org.